encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as, go- uh, forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is David. Hi, I'm David Gallagher. I'm the author of uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint for Ubisoft, um, Green Lantern Core Convergence for DC Comics, Dark Star and the Winter Guard for Marvel, as well as The Only Living Girl for Paper Cuts, currently available at bookstores and comic shops everywhere. Yeah. So we are sadly coming to an end, but on an end that I think is very fitting. We're going to be talking about the best internal New York gangsters, minus one of them being probably a weird pervert. The Enforcers! I'm ready. I think they should have their own theme song. The Enforcers! You know, like, the Avengers have their own cartoon. The Enforcers actually doesn't sound like a bad guy game name. It sounds like a good guy team name. Like, we enforce the law. We're the Enforcers, you know? But no. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it, it means like mob enforcers. And that that that's that's not good at all. Yeah. I mean, they did work for the, the, the Magia somewhat, so. Well, well, yeah, so if you've uh, if you've read Spider-Man for any amount of time, like the enforcers kind of come up oftentimes between big storylines. That's kind of like a either joke characters or just a hassle Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, uh, so we're going to be talking about five characters today, and one of them is going to seem really out of place. We'll get to that one soon. Uh, so so first one is. Fancy Dan. Oh, wait. First, we should mention the Enforcers are a small band of criminals that work together, usually as employees of a criminal leader who uses them to enforce his decisions to physically overpower opponents into submission or to kill adversaries. Yeah. And they all have their own shtick, basically, like like most henchmen do. Uh, So so Fancy Dan. Fancy Dan Uh, is a professional criminal. His real name is Daniel Brito. Um, his identity is publicly known. His legal status is citizen of the United States with a criminal record. He was born in Brooklyn, New York. His marital status is single. So, you know, if you're on match.com and you're looking for something, you know, if you want, if you want like a, just, uh, just, just a short king, like, cause he is, uh, cause he's a shorty. Um, He's five three, so he's he's rocking that Wolverine height, uh, and um, he's really good at judo and karate. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, which is pretty impressive, uh, and he wears purple suits. Yeah, which is pretty stylish. I mean, honestly, he could probably walk around with that nowadays. Uh, uh, and uh, he first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man number ten, which was The Enforcers. And March uh, 1964. And, so and he's been around for over 60, 64 years? Yeah, and apparently in in this issue, you learn why J. Jonah Jameson really hates Spider-Man. Why, why does he really hate Spider-Man? Uh, something about him being a menace. Or it might also have something to do with him fighting his astronaut son, like, pretty quickly after he turned into a werewolf. Might have something to do with that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. Um, 
So yeah, Fancy Dan. That's it. Fancy Dan really really good at judo and karate. Yep. And likes to smoke yep. and wear purple suits. So that now we're up to Ox. Yeah, who I often think of him. I often mistake him for Man Mountain Marco, mostly because they're pretty much the same thing. Um, he his real name is Raymond Block, or Ronald Block. I guess they're brothers because one says original and one says new, so brothers, I guess. Um, he is a. He is a professional criminal. Everyone knows who he is. He's from the United States. They were born in New Seaside Heights, New Jersey. Uh, both brothers are apparently single. So, so, yeah, that's something. Um, the first one showed up in Spectacular. Well, not sorry, in same issue as Fancy Dan, but the uh, but Ronald showed up in Spectacular Spider-Man number nineteen. And apparently the first one died in Daredevil 15. The so. two, yeah, so uh, Ox was brought a new Ox to the team who was the original's twin brother. So they're actually twins. Like, Daredevil has a lot of people who die, quote-unquote. Like, Mr. Fear... Uh, I'm thinking of other people right now, but I can't name it off the top of the head. But a lot of people in Daredevil comics fall to their deaths. For some reason. For some reason. I mean, if you fall from a skyscraper in New York, you're going to die. I mean, yeah. But I mean, like, a lot of people die, though, around Daredevil. I'm starting to think he might be a menace. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, they he weighs 358 pounds brown eyes brown hair they show him as a redhead from what i'm saying uh he has great he has great but not superhuman strength i would imagine probably lift up to you know, like 500 to 800 pounds he he can easily pick up a person and throw him across a room yeah so so yeah, and we're to we're gonna get to the last of the original enforcers because there's we're gonna be talking about five of them. Montana, he is a very severe looking man wearing a green suit, a bolo tie, holding some rope, and has a uh, cowboy hat on. And where, where does it say that he was born, Bozeman, Montana? Huh. Yeah. I wonder where he got his yeah. name from. Yeah. Uh. So he's also publicly known. A criminal record has criminal record. He's also single. Um, also showed up in Amazing Spider-Man number 10. Depending on your, your particular persuasions, he might be the most... Um, well, those stake Marston will get to. Uh, he might be your most... Um, you know, if you've got certain proclivities, the most eligible and, and interesting <clears throat> person to date in this team. Well, he is very perfect. He's very good with ropes. So, yeah. So, yeah, he, he likes using lassos, but I imagine he's good in other uh, other fields as well. So, so yeah. So, I mean, that's the original. That's the original enforcers. So, so the uh, so part of the new new people in the enforcers is Hammer Harrison. Yeah. And he is a former boxer. 
and he also is he's Willard Harrison, so he didn't go too far away from his name. Um, he's also publicly known and a criminal. He was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, also single. Uh, but he first showed up, in, at least according to Comic Vine, which, uh, which I know it's a wiki, but it tends to be a little bit more accurate from what I'm saying. From what I've seen in the past, apparently he was first in Machine Machine Man number issue number sixteen in August nineteen eighty, and Baron Brimstone in a Sinister Satan Squad, and he's right there on the cover. There. So let's look that up. Let's see if he did show up here could first. Be, it could be people make mistakes. Is the snake the same way? Hmm. No snake is snake shows up uh, in what uh, shows up says it shows up in the same one. No, no, it says it shows up in the Machine Man. Okay, let's look this up real quick. Yeah, that's why I'm that's why I'm checking it out real quick because because sometimes because you have to kind of check the dates on it sometimes. But like I like to be as accurate as possible because. Okay, so yes, in fact, he doesn't show up to the he. That's they join the team. In Marvel Team of 138, which comes out, uh, the issue with the Sandman comes out, uh, oh, Steve Ditko drew that issue? No, just the cover. Uh, 1984. So actually, yeah. So So first showed up, so apparently they uh, were a part of both Snake and Hammer, were part of uh, Satan's crew. So they first showed up in Machine Man. Yeah, he's six foot. Weighs 220, brown hair, brown eyes, really good at, like, boxing and unarmed um, combat. And, like, he has, like, these, like, metal things on top of his hands, which I guess are basically a long way to go about brass knuckles. He, it looks almost looks like he's wearing, like, a uh, a jumpsuit. And the one that I think stands out the most, Snake Marston. But he's got that crazy widow's peak, almost like hair that looks like uh, Harry Osborn's. Yeah. Uh, also, um, yeah, so he's actually the only one that was is not from America originally. He is a citizen of Canada. Yeah, he's also single. He he showed up. He first appeared in Machine Man number 19. And uh, he's six foot three. Weighs 180, has blue eyes, black hair, and can contort his self, his body, and intertwine it around objects and other people. So, he's just a really scrawny dude who could wrap himself around people, which is why I think he might be a pervert. Uh, so, before we get get about his perverted ways, you know... Um, I think one of the things that's really interesting is obviously he had shown up um, and teamed up with Baron Brimstone and Hammer Harrison to form the Satan Squad um, to battle Machine Man. And then later um, with Fancy Dan, Montana, and Ox, along with Hammer Harrison, they had um, provoked and gotten to the gotten the ire of the Sandman. So uh, it's literally Sandman and uh, Spider-Man against, um, you know, the the new enforcers, and it's it's a pretty scary looking cover. The Marvel team up, I think it's one thirty eight, 
because it's um, it's basically the Stitco cover that is is really evocative of um, these characters that he had created. The visual looks for all these characters, unless I'm wrong, is all uh, was all initially developed by Steve Ditko. Yeah, I think so. I pretty much I think from like it looks like uh I, if I if I was to say one of them is sinister it'd probably be Snake Marston mostly because his name is Snake Marston which sounds like a, a name of someone who would get into some stuff. Yeah, I mean they've definitely had their fair share of of, of people that they've worked for and and battled, um, and I find that that really fascinating is is that obviously. They're not as preeminent as, like, say, the, um, they're not as preeminent as, say, the Wrecking Crew. But, you know, they've, they've certainly fought Daredevil. They fought Dazzler and Spider-Man, the Avengers. Um, and that's really interesting to me is that, um, they have this, this history, but, and they're not as preeminent as these other groups that you might see people face, so like the UFOs or whatever, but they're a nice street level group of, of villains. They're not super tough, but they're still kind of scary. Yeah, they're, they're scary enough that, like, you can put them up against, like, you could put them in between, like, a big, like, a big storyline, kind of as, like, a cool-off thing. Or you can have them, or you can have them up against, like, one of the new heroes and stuff like that, and it's it's kind of like, um, like they're kind of a step above a uh, above like a young hero doing like stopping a bank robbery. Yeah, so, it's just the right. So. It's just the right mix of. Uh, it's just the right mix of like not overpowered, but like they are like not the top level of like overpowered characters, but they go well against somebody like Nomad or Punisher. <laughs> you know that street level. A street level thug. Yeah, I would even I would even put them I would even put them among the top of henchmen that you normally see, but they can normally see. But like they're they're like pretty good level henchmen that you can throw into a lot of different things, and often often they come with some comedic value as well. Yeah, no, absolutely, so, and I, so. I I I like that, especially against like young Peter Parker. You know what I mean? They they they're wily enough that they. And there's five of them. They're they're wily enough that they can kind of uh, cause him just enough trouble. Yeah. So, uh, do you have anything else no, to say? No, these the these are the enforcers, um, and uh, I'm David Gallagher. And if you like what I had to say, you know, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at David Gallagher, uh, or you pick up my work on Darkstar and the Winter Guard for Marvel or Green Lantern Corps for uh dc comics uh my video game ubisoft uh, ubisoft's um ghost recon breakpoint comes out october 4th and uh my book the only living girl is available in bookstores now so my name is jesse i have another podcast called creepy critters where i talk about cryptids and somewhat lurid detail I also have a podcast called Alphabet Flight. Well, I keep on saying the same podcast we're doing. Okay. I also have a podcast called Limited Theories, where I talk about limited Marvel series uh, with issue by issue with my friend Rob. Um, this has been Alphabet Flight. And please, this is the Prince of Namor. And don't toot that horn. Bye. <laughs>